This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen along with you. Well, the use of opioids during pregnancy can result in a drug withdrawal syndrome in newborns, often called neonatal abstinence syndrome or NAS. And according to a new study, nearly 22,000 babies were born with this syndrome in the United States in 2012. That represents a five-fold increase from the year 2000. Well, here to tell us more about this dramatic increase and its consequences is Dr. Michelle Bodie. She's Assistant Professor of Pediatrics at Upstate Medical University and an attending neonatologist at Grouse Hospital and the Nick follow-up NICU follow-up clinic. Welcome, Dr. Bodhi. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. Let's begin by, you know, let's discuss this whole term, neonatal abstinence syndrome, or NAS. What is it? So neonatal abstinence syndrome is basically the result of any type of narcotic or opioid agent that the mother might have taken during pregnancy exposed her unborn fetus to, and when the baby is born, the baby now shows signs and symptoms of withdrawal because they no longer are seeing that narcotic that they saw in the womb. Did the, does the narcotic or, or any of these drugs that we're talking about have to be taken all the way up until delivery for that effect? In other words, if the patient had taken it a month before, would the baby still experience the syndrome? It is very dependent on the drug. So drugs that are short acting, generally mom has to have taken them fairly close to the time of delivery. But longer acting agents can last in a baby's system for a very long time. So what exactly do we see when we talk about this thing called neonatal abstinence syndrome? I mean, what what do you see in the babies? So for the babies, initially you might see nothing. It's something that over the first one to three to five to seven days of life, as the baby's system is removing what it saw in the womb, then notices the change. And so the baby becomes irritable. The baby becomes jittery. The baby doesn't feed well. The baby has diarrhea. The baby is overall upset, is not happy with life, doesn't sleep has a shrill cry. So the families will say, I know what this is. I might have been through this before, and even though the baby can't tell me they're uncomfortable, the parents often will recognize it first. As a withdrawal. As a withdrawal, because they might have been through that themselves. That's very interesting. Are there ever seizures that take place as well? Seizures can occur, and it generally means that no one was even looking for the syndrome. And so they're looking for something else and didn't suspect it. So I've alluded to the fact that there's been a a dramatic increase, and you have some more recent stats than ones I even quoted. Tell us about what's happening on a national level and then, of course, locally. So nationally, as well as locally, there is the surge of heroin, which is a much more potent agent than that of 20 years ago. We also know that many women are exposed to narcotics during their pregnancy, especially in the first trimester when they don't even know they're pregnant, for something as simple as a dental extraction or as severe as a car accident with multiple bone breakage. Then they become addicted and now they're using this agent. We also know there are narcotics normally required for normal medical problems that the woman has to take during the pregnancy and therefore her baby is exposed. It doesn't make her a bad person. It's just something that we need to deal with potentially when the baby is born. 
So the fact that there's been an increase in this type of withdrawal is is kind of follows the fact that there's been an increase in the overall use of whether they be um, off-label drugs or perfectly prescribed drugs. drugs. Absolutely. It is a truly a mixture of the two. So it's a syndrome that is there regardless of where that drug initially came from. Now, in terms of our local issues, are we experiencing a more than normal increase? I would say that we are very good in central New York at asking the question, is there a possible exposure? And we don't bury our heads in the sand and say it's not us. We are actually actively looking during pregnancy, our obstetric community is very good at screening the women so that we can provide the best care for the baby when it's not born and then when it is born. So we look. You, and that you think in some ways, you're saying at what point do you look though? We look as soon as mom is pregnant and we know. Universal drug screening during pregnancy is becoming a much more acceptable and considered standard of care. And here in upstate New York, especially along the 81 corridor, we really have tried to push that you need to ask so you really know what's going on so we can take care of both of them. So we are very much more an aware area. There are areas of the U.S. that will say, oh, we don't have this problem. Well, guess what? They actually do have the problem, but if you don't ask about it, you don't know. And if the baby's symptoms aren't going to show up, for 48 to 72 hours, there's a very good chance that baby is born and that baby goes home. And then that baby withdraws at home and potentially is one of our shaken baby victims. That's very interesting that you think that that could actually be a consequence of it in terms of the fact that they're so hyper irritable, they can't be comforted or what have you. And the, and the new parents perhaps kind of lose it, so to speak. Right. They're overwhelmed. Wow. So how in the hospital do you actually diagnose, or even after the hospitalization, the delivery, is this diagnosed in terms of it truly being an NAS, you know, a syndrome? So for diagnosis, one, you need a history. Two, urine drug screens are the current state that we use here in central New York. Is this for the mother? This is for both mom and baby. We also, on the baby, can send their first stool, their meconium, to find the drugs. Um, But that's a send-away test. It takes a ways to come back. So we often will use the urine drug screen. Then there is tools that are used. We have standardized collection tools such as the Finnegan scoring system. There's a neonatal withdrawal score tool. And it's the use of these tools showing what the baby is like between care periods to say, how are you doing, baby? Are you typical? Did you have a bad couple hours? Or are you starting to show more and more signs that are consistent with withdrawal that cannot be treated by normal comfort issues for a child? So is this done largely during the, you know, after birth, the, f- the first few days in the hospital? Because now the stays in the hospital are shorter and shorter. Or is it something that pediatricians then also pick up the ball with? So if we have a known exposure in the womb, there is no such thing as a short stay for that baby. Those babies are going to be in the hospital a minimum of three to five days, depending on the narcotic that they saw in the womb. If you do not know about this and mom says nothing, 
and there's no suspicion, potentially the baby does go home. And then the pediatrician will have to deal with this in that first visit at two to four days of life. And they're going to have to be aware to look, to ask, because that's where the symptoms are going to be. How about in the, how does this, the issue of nursing play a role here? In other words, and I've always been curious about this, you have someone who's been exposed to narcotics, the mother, they give birth to a child who then goes into withdrawal. If they choose to nurse, which we obviously want to encourage most mothers to do, and the person and the mother is continuing to use some of these drugs that we've discussed, does it continue to feed the baby the drug that way? In other words, does the drug pass so through the compared milk? Compared to what the baby sees in the womb, the amount that crosses to the breast milk is significantly less. And for moms who are receiving prescription medications and are in programs and taking care of themselves, we want them to breastfeed. And that little bit that passes oftentimes will help diminish the severity of the withdrawal. Now, if it's an illegal drug, they're getting their drugs off the street, we actually discourage breastfeeding. And it's not always just because of the narcotic, it's what else is being mixed in that substance that potentially could harm the child. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air. I'm Linda Cohen along with neonatologist Dr. Michelle Bodie, and we're talking about neonatal abstinence syndrome when babies are born addicted. So um, basically, what do you, first of all, what, is the, what are the consequences, both short-term and long-term, for a child who has NAS, who's been diagnosed with NAS? So short-term, that means they're in the hospital longer number one. Number two, you have to realize that there's bonding that should be occurring. Well, bonding can be dramatically affected and interfered with if that baby has to stay and mom's not able to stay for some reason, if that baby has to be admitted to an intensive care unit in the region for treatment. Most of the area's intensive care units do not have rooms baby and mom stay together, which means it's a noisy unit. It's very, very stimulating for that child. And you also have that separation again. You have that separation. Then you have the stigma that we as a society place on these women the minute they hear their baby is going through withdrawal. Everyone assumes they're bad. Mm. Most of the time, these women aren't bad. There's been some life events that are bad but they usually want what's best for their baby. And so trying to work through that and the shame, the guilt they go through as a mom is immense. So what are the longer-term consequences potentially for these infants? So longer-term really, again, looks back at the mother and the environment in which that child is going to be raised. So long-term, if the environment remains chaotic, those children are at higher risk for attention deficit disorder, they're um, at risk for SIDS possibly, they're at risk to be in the foster care system. They're, it's an environmental issue. But you take them and you put them in a loving environment and the mother was on a narcotic for some reason and she's raising that child with love, then their long-term outcomes are actually similar to peers. It's very environmentally controlled. But is it the case that if somebody has been using opiates or whether, again, prescription or non-prescription or 
off the street during pregnancy. Are there actual potential insults to the baby in terms of things like low birth weight or birth defects of any kinds, prematurity? I mean, are there issues that transfer into the baby just, just there by can virtue be. of it? There can be. Um, and again, these are all associations because a lot of times if a mom is taking a narcotic for some reason, maybe her nutrition status isn't quite as good. Maybe she is smoking. Maybe there's something else going on. So low birth weight is something we do see. We do see microcephaly or small head size, but it's not severe to the point of, oh my gosh, there's not been brain growth. It's just that they tend to run on the smaller size at the 10th percentile versus the normal 50th percentile. And is there, are there longer-term consequences secondary to these things? So these if findings? the microcephaly, that low head size, persists, then there is a higher risk of both developmental disabilities and cognitive problems in the future. So bottom line here is you made the case that there are people in, during pregnancy who require taking some of these kind of opioids or narcotic drugs yes. and there are those who are doing it kind of off, off the street you know what kind of prevention in terms of the child having withdrawal what kind of preventive methods are being used or can be used so the probably the biggest and most important one is mom needs to get prenatal care as soon as she knows she's pregnant because her pregnancy affects how well that baby's going to do good prenatal care we know decreases the risk of low birth weight, decreases the risk of a preterm birth, helps that woman understand what is going on. Potentially, over time, during the pregnancy, maybe she can come off the narcotics. Maybe she can lower her dose or at least avoid increasing her dose towards the end of the pregnancy to potentially decrease that risk to the baby. Also, learn about the benefits of breastfeeding. There are many, and so potentially lowering that. Giving them a chance to think about this before they're delivering. So the bottom line here is that they need to get prenatal care. They need to basically be upfront about the use of these drugs and in some ways prepare themselves either during the pregnancy or post-delivery for potential issues of withdrawal. Absolutely. And, if, and if, a, if a physician knows, an obstetrician knows that a particular patient has been needing to take prescription drugs, that that baby will possibly be born with a withdrawal syndrome, is there something that can be done to smooth that transition for that baby? Yes, so a good prenatal consult, talking to the pediatrician so the mother is fully aware, and then giving mom the information to help her understand what's going on and make it easier for her. Thank you so much. This has been very, very informative information. My guest has been Dr. Michelle Bodie. She's Assistant Professor of Pediatrics at Upstate Medical University and a neonatologist for Krauss Hospital and the NICU Follow-Up Clinic. I'm Linda Cohen, and you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air.